Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, it's a sharp look. It's a sharp look. Hey, so let's actually speak about the, the outfit that I want to hear about. Slipping and wearing that costume. You know, they, they chose to make it real. I would not describe it as slipping into it. <laughs> More like wedged and stuffed yeah. and uh, squeezed into it. Oh, man. Okay, last question. I'm just going to say two words for you. I want your reaction. Midnight Suns. Is that anything to you? Yeah, man. I mean, it's like an amazing run of comics, and it's, uh, it'd be a cool group to see, wouldn't it? Hell yeah. Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 11 starts now. Welcome to the show. I want to start the show with a little surprise. Get you all your daily dose of Oscar. I know this comment section loves Oscar Isaac, so you got the content you wanted. I'm Brandon Davis, joined today by Jim Viscardi. What's up? We got Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. And we got Aaron Perrine. What's going on, everybody? What's going on is Jim. Jim was like just uh, had his Super Bowl last night. That's what's going on. Jim got to go to the Moon Knight premiere. He got to meet Moon Knight himself. He actually, right before it ended, it was crazy. Security. He he tried to take the Moon Knight costume. He put it on his shoulder and it looked like a streaker at the Super Bowl. Like laid out by security. No, that didn't actually happen. Disney, don't come for us. Uh, but if it did, you would believe it. Um <laughs> But yeah, Jim, what you think of last night? Let's talk about the Moon Knight premiere. I mean, look, last, I mean, I got to meet the internet's boyfriend, which was uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, but it, I mean, look, it was a, I think the the moment for me was actually seeing those costumes in person. Like the fact, like, like th- that was the thing that we talked about with a few folks that night, right? Like Spider-Man's entire costume is all CGI. And yet there is the actual Moon Knight costume right there for you to legitimately touch um and like and like we got great photos of it yesterday like the sun the sun was perfect the weather was perfect it was a perfect day it just looked i mean the costume was looked unbelievably good and it looked like like easy to move in to be honest like it was just, oh man, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they have, like, they've had costumes out there before, and you like they had the Hawkeye costumes at the Hawkeye premiere and stuff. And I've seen like the Black Panther costume and things. Like they just look weird when there's not a person in them, which yeah. is not the co- the fault of the costume. They're just made to expand what a person is into it. And Moon Knight just looked more like a person, I guess, without anybody <laughs> in it. I think they had a mannequin under it or something. It just well, looked it was really, really cool. cool that there were not uh, there were a lot of details that you could see up close that you couldn't necessarily see in the 
you know, the trailers or even in this show, right? Like the fact that there's, you know, Egyptian hieroglyphs on the inside of his cape, that that's actually what the silver kind of streaks are in there. Um, the detail that are on the, the moon daggers or on Mr. Knight's, you know, uh, staffy things are just all cool little touches. And like the fact that the, um, you, you see it a bit and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more in, you know, when the episodes come up when we first meet Mr. Knight, the texture on that suit is next level. Absolutely next level. Um, so I think like this is, uh, that, that to me was the moment that made it real. And then the fact that, you know, obviously we got to, we got to talk to Ethan. We got to talk to Oscar. Uh, we had to talk to, uh, uh, May like all, like it was just, it was, it was great to see. Yeah. Actually, the energy, well, the energy on the carpet. I didn't was, know. Was yeah. I didn't know the name of the costume designer. I want to give her a shout out. Megan Casper, like designed the moon Knight costume. So I just pulled that up. Cause if we're going to rave about her work, we should uh, tell everybody who did Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Megan Casper also did the amazing Spider-Man. Oh, so that's cool. Uh, the dark Knight rises. Wow. So, pretty quiet. and also uh, some non comic book okay. movies like Joy, Ocean's Eight, American Hustle. American Hustle, wow, those were some costumes. That's an impressive resume. Um, all right. But yeah, no, those costumes, I think, were pretty much one of the most astounding things to see. Um, the line was, I was getting a little nervous at first. <laughs> we were getting a lot of actors who uh, are in things that aren't released yet. Like a lot of the Miss Marvel cast was there and they were super fun to talk to. And we were getting a lot of supporting cast from Moon Knight who are playing parts like some of which are not even in the first four episodes. So it's like, I don't even know what to talk about. Like, Oh my gosh. So right before the, the screening was supposed to start, like Oscar Isaac was like four outlets down from us. Mm -hmm. And then Ethan Hawke was like three outlets down from us. Muhammad Diab was like two outlets down from us. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to get these guys. Like this is, we need like, these are the biggest names here. We're not going to get them. And uh, they went and took their photo like their cast photo and the publicists were all like, Oh, they'll come back. They'll come back. They'll come back. And I mean, when you hear that and you're working red carpet, you're just like, it's a wrap. Like they're not, they, they, they never come back. And uh, Jim and I packed up and it like screen rant was next to us. Our friend Ash Crossman was right next to us. We all started packing up. We were like, it's done. Everybody was, and then they came back. I couldn't believe it for the first time in the history of a red carpet. They actually came back. Um, and Jim, did you, uh, did you get anything cool when they came back? Come on. This is your show, oh, Jim. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, we got the photo. We got the photo, mm -hmm. which was uh, which was great. I mean, it was um, he was super cool. He was super chill about it, uh, which was uh, which was just you know, which was fun. You know, like that's the thing, right? Like it was it it feels really weird that there is like we are this close to a, a moon night of all things, getting a show released to the world in just a week. Right. Like that's like, to me is still just like, what the hell? Right. Like, it's just, it's, it's just so crazy because, you know, Brandon and I were talking about this earlier, right? Like, you know, I, yeah, I've, I've been a long time Moon Knight fan. Right. And, and so um, when you get movies like the Avengers and Iron Man, things like that, like, you know, there's a long list of characters that they could have picked before they ever got to Moon Knight. Uh, and so the fact that like we're I mean here. they did they picked all of them first. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it <laughs> yeah I mean so um, so it's, it's just it's just it was really 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 cool to see um, to see it come to you know fruition in the way that it did uh, is um, it's just awesome like, I'm just I'm excited I'm just more excited to get everyone else to see it so we can talk about it because it's um, 
I I really enjoy. Like I know we can't like do like full review on stuff, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But like, I really enjoy the show. Like fanboy aside, right? Like the show is actually very good. Yeah, Jenna, is She Hulk like your Moon Knight? Oh, definitely. Like She Hulk and Black Canary and Batgirl are probably my three. Where it is just like that. It is just surreal to see them spotlighted in that sort of way but yeah i am like i'm riding the high of jim's serotonin right now and just knowing like if i get a fraction of that for she hulk i'm going to be like over the moon so this is just so much fun to hear you guys talk about it all right who is your like the one character I man i don't even know like i feel like uh amino hassan after like the the Cavs won the championship he's like i've never seen someone so happy like he's like i would have to win the world cup like to be as happy as Jim is right now. And that's like phenomenal to like, just be here for. I, I told my, I, I was just, when I was getting ready, my, my girlfriend asked me like about like, is Jenna going to act like this around She-Hulk? I'm like, 100%. 1,000%. Go ahead and knock it down right now. It's going to happen. I can't, uh, I can't wait for the She-Hulk premiere. It's going to be so good. See, oh, okay. And yes, for those of you who are asking. <laughs> there it is. There I love is. it. Jim Viscardi and Moon Knight himself with Moon Knight number one. Jim brought out Moon Knight number one. So I had to put that in my bag so that because I had like a little bag with the wires for the microphone and stuff in it. And I was like, Jim, you want, that's I feel a lot of responsibility. You sure? You? He was like, yeah, I'll do it. He said, it's just one of my, it's my low grade copy. It's my beater copy. It's my beater copy. He has more than one Moon Knight number one. I have more than one Nova number one. But Jim, how many do you have? I have four. Yeah, I don't wow. have four. I don't have I, four. I, I, but like, I, I legitimately picked all of them up when they were in at conventions for like three bucks a pop. So like, they just happened to now be worth something. Yeah, I bought. I think my first Moon Knight or Nova that I bought was like forty dollars at Comic Con. The first Nova number one, and now it's like three hundred. Wow. Chris Kelly got me I almost, a higher grade copy for my birthday. I almost contemplated bringing the uh, the issue that I was actually in. So when we talked to the directors <laughs> or the writer, be like, hey, here's a character that you may may want to just, you know, for, for season two, maybe. Because, uh, you know, I, our schedules yeah. didn't work out. But, like, I'll be ready for it this time. Yeah, <laughs> you did all that and you didn't ask to be in the burger joint in season two. What's wrong with you? <laughs> tell you right Come now. On. Nova comes along. I'm going. I'm. I'm. I'm burning. I'm knocking down Foggy's door, telling him I need to need to be in there. I still have time to, to. I still have time to annoy James Gunn to get the Viscardi into Guardians Three, just as a yeah. mention, right? Like there's plenty of time. <laughs> uh, we didn't get Kevin Foggy last night. I got a fist bump from Foggy as he walked by. He didn't stop for an interview. I was kind of. Uh, I, I, I. I'm no longer a Marvel fan. I. I am. I've been a season-long ticket holder, and I'm no longer renewing my. <laughs> no, but uh, he, he didn't do any interviews yesterday. Uh, but he did have a cool Moon Knight hat on. And so when we got to the premiere, we went to the press check-in. We'd go get COVID tested. And we had to go through this whole process of everything to get into our spot on the carpet, which was separate from, I guess, Will Call, where you pick up tickets for the premiere. I didn't know that. So... We did the whole carpet. It took about, we were out there for like two hours. Premiere starts. We're about 10 minutes late to the premiere because we had to break everything down and pack up and everything. And we go to walk in and they're like, do you have tickets? And I, I'm like, we, we have tickets. We just didn't have, physically we have, we have our bracelets. tickets. We didn't pick them up because we went to the press check-in. And so we couldn't get in. 
what we didn't know, we gave up. We were like, we already saw the episodes. Okay. Like, you know, I think the Disney reps are busy. We don't like want to bother them to try to get into this thing. What we didn't know was that everybody got Moon Knight hats on the way out. Oh. Jim didn't get a Moon Knight hat. Jim, are you okay? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> everybody, no, no. Not even, not even, I'm not even a little. I'm not even a little bit okay. I'm all, the only saving grace is that I got the photo with Oscar. That's yeah, fine. That is I mean, if you had to pick one, <laughs> look, no one else got that. Nobody else got that. Well, well, I, that. <laughs> I know one other person, maybe. Well, right. But I mean, but <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm just messing with you. Uh, I, okay, before we move on to reactions to Moon Knight, which we're going to hear from Jenna and Aaron, their thoughts about the show, I did want to shout out Kevin Graham uh, and his son. They, uh, Kevin Graham's son plays hockey, and he sent us a tweet with a photo of the back of his hockey jersey. They drew the Phase Zero logo on it, uh, and I think that's amazing. And they listen to our show together every day. Uh, that they travel out for the hockey tournaments. And I think it is so cool. And also like uh, somebody named Haley sent us a tweet that showed us, uh, told us how much fun she has listening to the show. The fact that you guys listen to us, that you're listening to us as a family and you're sharing how much, uh, how much joy it brings to you guys to have fun geeking out about Marvel with all of us. I just wanted to send some love to you guys, Kevin Haley, uh, Kevin Sunway was Kevin's son on the tweet. I have the tweet here, his name. I want to say shout out his son. Um, well, Kevin, I don't know your son's name, but Kevin's son and Kevin, you're both awesome. And uh, congrats on second place in the tournament. Uh, next time you'll get that that gold trophy. And uh, I'm excited for you, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, but let's move on to Moon Knight reactions. Jenna, you got to see, I, 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 I was annoying. I said, I need the rest <laughs> of the Fazio crew to see this show. So I'm not the only one talking about it. We were able to get Jenna and Aaron the episodes. Jenna, you saw the first four. What did you think? Oh, I, I really enjoyed them. Like they surprised me in so many ways. I'm trying to think of like what to say, because this is one of the few times I've done the like reacting without the review embargo breaking. So this mm -hmm. is kind of like a weird needle to thread. Yeah. Um, I think that the, I, I had seen so many tweets from people, you guys included, that was like, this is like nothing else in the MCU. And I was like, I, I feel like every single person is saying that. I'll just wait and see. And then it was like, yeah, this is really like nothing else in the MCU. Um tone and like ways that it is just this really interesting story and this really interesting like character study i i tweeted in my reactions this is the like most strong and most compelling character introduction that i feel like we've had in the mcu since like phase one like i feel attached to moon knight as a character in a degree that i felt like when i first saw steve rogers for the first time um and i think Oscar's performance is just unreal. Like he, I cannot imagine anybody else understanding the assignment to the degree that he does. And it makes this show so much fun to watch. And like the, the little surprises that are in store and the meme level content of like, there are so many moments <laughs> that I know are going to get screenshotted and shared around on Twitter. And I'm like ready to save so many of them onto my phone. Like there's one bit in the first episode where I'm like, this is just a mood and I'm going to use this reaction image all the time. So I, I think it's great. I agree with Jim. I'm so excited to see everybody else like see these episodes and start responding to them because they are just so wild. What was your favorite episode of the four? Uh, I, I liked episode four. I mean, like I liked the first episode and I thought it established a lot of things really well, but then episode four is where they like kind of really 
turn into something that is really fascinating to watch. Like I'm so excited to see five and six and I hate that we have to wait so long to see uh, five and six. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, the, we're the victims here. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we are not the privileged few. We are Absolutely. the victims who had to see four. Yep. And now we have to, <laughs> but really no, that four is so crazy that you, uh, it's always four with the MCU shows, you know, <laughs> it, it really is though. Yeah. But yeah, I feel you. I agree. Waiting for five and six is uh, is killing me. I'm so curious to see what people think of this show when they're watching it week to week. Because watching four in a row, like episodes two and three, like I said, it, it plays like a movie with, and that means like it's not nearly as episodic as say like The Mandalorian. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's it's very much a, a story that goes through the whole thing. And like I guess there are arcs to the episode, but not as thoroughly as the overarching story arc. So I'm curious to see how it plays. Like, and if people. Uh, react as strongly as we have having binged four versus seeing only one hour 50 minutes at a time. Um, Aaron, what'd you think? Oh, I, I had a good time. I had a real good time. I think you're right about like getting all four of them definitely benefiting you. Like as far as, you know, sort of like understanding the narrative and like having that sort of propulsion through the story, you know, cause it really does like get to galloping like real, real fast into the, into the run. Um, I, I, I've, I sort of, I think I've grown more of an appreciation for the uh, surrounding cast of Moon Knight through the show way more than I thought I would. Like, I, you can't say a whole lot. I love Kashu. <laughs> I love Kashu. That, that's, that's just where I'm going to leave it. I'm like, Oh, I, I did not think I would vibe with this. Cause I've, had like you know sort of prior experience in the comics with run-ins with like spider-man or whatever other and then the delightful time anytime now i'm like severely looking forward to i know i don't think it's going to happen anytime soon at all if it does him and the punisher in the same room is going to be hysterical if it happens (laughs) oscar is so good at this like i don't think people are really prepared for that uh so i was he's just such a little posh boy Stephen (laughs) gray he's just a little (laughs) chop. Okay, like it's he's so good. You you love both characters for such different reasons. That's oh how good goodness. Oscar is. Oh my god. Nobody's talking about Ethan Hawk though. He's terrifying. <laughs> he's Ethan amazing. Hawk, he may very well be Un- the best Disney Plus villain Marvel has had yet. Oh, by unsettling. Far. Like yes. he is unsettling, which the is first, like, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Yeah. This show comes out swinging from the first scene. Yeah. And that's what like you all know what I'm talking about. And everybody who's watching yeah. will know what I mean. It opens in a way like no other at Disney show from like none of the Marvel Studios shows have. And it really shows you like we're not we're not this one's not a light show. There's the other thing I was going to say is there was a surprising amount of uh, blood in this show uh, in a way that I wasn't anticipating um, that like it, it's not, you know, gratuitous or, or whatever. Right. But like. There's there's some there's some in there like that I think just like. Tonally sets the show sets the show apart, um, but like you know, like you said, like I think you know, Ethan Hawke is uh, you, you just unsettling as as the villain here, and uh, to see it all come together, like even with Aaron's right, like the surround the the surrounding cast, the supporting cast of this show, um, help you understand what is going on with. Uh, with Moon Knight, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant and, and everything in between. The interesting thing is 
that this show, at least in the first four episodes, tonally is more like the Jeff Lemire run than any than anything else, which I think like everyone was basically expecting like either Ellis or OG stuff or whatever. Um, in you know, it like the Lemire stuff is is phenomenal. I think Marvel just put like just collected the entire run in a trade that like they think they just put it out last week. And I, if you have the means to go out and get it and run it, because not only is it one of the, be- the best runs on uh, of the series, but like, I think it will deepen your appreciation of the story that they're telling here. Um, Moon Knight, uh, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, or too revealing to say, this is not a one-to-one adaptation of anything. Marvel doesn't do that. And so anyone, so like people who are just like, they, they change, they change too much. Like, they have not been watching the MCU for the last 20 years because they literally have made big sweeping changes. Not that there is big sweeping changes here, but there are changes here. Um, but there are, there's also, you know, also still, I mean, you heard, you heard this last night, Jeremy Slater, the writer, is an interview we're going to have up on comic book, maybe today, maybe like later this week, but like he, he, he made the Batman comparison. And he explains yes. why, like, that's a big reason why they changed Stephen Grant. He was just like, well, if one of them's a billionaire mm-hmm. by day and like a, you know, mercenary who beats people up by night, he's like, that's, that's too close to Batman for me. I wanted to change that. And I was like, well, I mean, Jim, Jim, the Moon Knight, like mega fan really likes the Stephen Grant we get in the show, which is different from Stephen Grant. The Stephen Grant we get in the show is so much more personable. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and, and way more accessible for a, a fan in general to just kind of like latch onto. Um, and I think that's like, that's, I think that's what the beauty of the show is. And, and more so the interplay between, you know, Steven and Mark is just, is just great. And then like, you so you have all that, you have all this great character work. You combine that with the landscape that this takes place on, right? Like you're going on a wild adventure ride, like through Egypt, basically, you know, in these first four episodes, that is so much fun. Well, well, Jim, you're going back to jail shortly. Um, (laughs) So I hope you've enjoyed this run, but uh, on the, on the, in the vein of, uh, wait, hold on, let me, oh, it's not showing up. In the vein of uh, it never being enough, <laughs> I do have to pose the question, will this lead to Midnight Suns? And I, I hope the answer is yes. So there was, there was a rumor going around that came out from a site called The Illuminati this week that a Midnight Suns is on the way. Um, but, you know, is it is, I mean, right? I mean, it's, I mean like, it, I, I was, the theory that I thought, like, if anything... Uh, I think everyone expects this to be a movie. I think Midnight Suns will probably end up being like a maxi series because I don't think there's a way you do this as a movie if you get there. When the Avengers is a movie, it's, it's net, but like, but like, it's going to be. I mean, one Midnight Suns is inevitable, right? Like, just with the, the 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 pieces are already basically in place. There's no way that Marvel is not going to is going to let Ghost Rider sit on the sidelines for much longer. Like that that's is what I was going to say. Ghost Rider is like the, the missing piece for this. That is a, that is like, a you need a Ghost is, Rider. What yeah, he is in he's in the wings. Like he do you think it's Gabriel Luna movie. if they do a Midnight Suns? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna recast and reboot? I mean, you can do. That's the thing with Ghost Rider. You can do both. You can have Gabriel yeah. Luna and you can have Johnny Blaze. Um, you can have Johnny Blaze and you can have Robbie Reyes, uh, who will be the main Ghost Rider in the MCU. I think that's still TBD. Um, but I'd love to see both. I mean, I'd love to see Gabriel Luna return. Um, I didn't watch all of Agents of Shield, but I really like Gabriel Luna as a person. 
and I think he's good. So I'm I'm down with him coming back. But I mean, no. okay. So who's on the roster for Midnight Suns? You got Moon Knight, Dare, Charlie Cox, Daredevil. I want to see Punisher in there. I want to yeah. see Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Scarlet Witch could be in there. Mm-hmm. That's that's True. what the, that's what the rumor says. Yeah. But I think throw man, throw I think man thing. Value of Wanda, so they'll throw her in a project. She sells. We're, we're, we're getting that werewolf by night um, special, exactly. so you can throw yeah. you can throw werewolf by night. Yeah. I feel like Blade has to be yeah. in there. Oh, Blade and Blade will be. Yeah. There. Yep. Yeah. Aaron, you got any uh, thoughts on this before we move on? Uh, I was just gonna say that there is some ground like building like they made this big stink about this in this weird press release thing that me and jamie had to like hack into the dark web to go find last weekend to write about for the site where they kept saying that it's not related to the current mcu like it's completely and utterly separated and for the most part that is true but my favorite episode episode three probably episode three to me, I've spoken, I think, to both Jim and Brandon about this behind the scenes. I feel like that has some stuff for either your Midnight Suns hypothesis, possibly, or other things that the fandom has been yelling about that I cannot say under threat of sniper <laughs> fire. So, uh, Brandon actually asked those questions, uh, asked that question, that one specifically to some of the folks during the junket yesterday. So we'll we'll see we'll see some of the answers there. Basically, well, the, the yeah, you know, you'll see. Read the site. Also, we were all forgetting Black Knight because everyone in the comments oh, is reminding right. us. Yeah, they, like, oh, we don't right. have to yeah. him in meeting at the end of Eternals to not be building to that in some way. Yeah. Midnight Suns maybe on the way, hopefully. Uh, all right. That's enough Moon Knight for today. If you guys want to talk more about Moon Knights, throw your questions. Maybe we'll circle back to it at the end of the show. Right now, we're switching gears to another Marvel thing starting with an M that we you know, have to talk about. It is called Morbius. And we did an interview with uh, Jared Leto, Morbius himself. We're going to play that. Then we're going to take a quick break and talk about what universe is Morbius set in. Because I've seen the movie and I'm still not even sure. So uh, let's roll the Morbius interview and take a quick break. See you in a second. Hey, what's up, dude? Welcome to the Marvel world. Well, thank you very much, my friend. Uh, they, I appreciate the, uh, the warm welcome. <laughs> we know you love a transformation, dude. You've, you've had some incredible roles throughout your career. I want to start with Morbius. What was it? Was it a mental transformation, physical transformation? What, uh, what was the biggest challenge of, of Marvel Vampire? It was a little bit of both. I mean, it's kind of like a chicken and the egg there, you know, that the physical informs the mental and the mental informs the physical. And, you know, this was just a perfect opportunity to be opportunity for me, not only to, you know, I got a chance to bring this character to the big screen for the very first time. And and I have to say, it's a, it's an absolute honor to do that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. harder and harder to find a character that, hasn't been, you know, portrayed before. And the fact that this character is, you know, coming to screens the very first time April 1st, I'm, I'm incredibly excited about that. Um, and the other thing that I loved is that you have this transformative performance inside of this, you know, big uh, Marvel movie uh, and that there are kind of three characters in one here. I was uh, kind of, it was perfectly suited for, for me and, and, and what I'm interested in. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. Now for the rest of your life, you get to answer questions about Joker and Morbius. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a, a, a really f- a fun thing to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you first heard about him and you went and Google searched the character or, or maybe already were familiar with him, like the, your, your introduction to the character, what was kind of the coolest thing you found about him? And did you ever pitch 
the the little suckers on the hands from the animated series. The suckers on the hand that haunted people's ch- childhood. Yes. Um, you know, what I loved a lot is the artwork. And that, that was actually really inspiring because, of course, you have the writers and the stories, the comics. But I feel like the artists, too, created their own stories with the visual uh, the visuals. And, you know, I really spent a lot of time um, with the art of Morbius and they're just some beautiful art all the way back to the seventies. And that, that really inspired and informed the character quite a bit. Oh yeah. And you and Daniel, the work you put into this, I think there's a few freeze frames that are going to be beautiful little, little oh, screen screensavers uh, on people's Thanks, backgrounds, brother. but there's some nice work in there. Uh, there. There are sequences on set where your character needs blood to survive. So he ends up kind of like scarfing down both artificial blood bags, yeah. and blood bags. What was Jared Leto on the day having to kind of ingest to portray the scene? You know what? I can't even, I have no idea. I, 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 you know, I, thankfully I blocked it out, but a lot of times, you know what the blood is actually corn syrup a lot of times. So you just have a mouth of corn syrup and food dye, I think, you know, um, but the, the blue blood as well was something completely different. I think someone whipped up something in the back. Um, you know, hopefully it wasn't, uh, too putrid, but, uh, uh yeah it uh there was a lot of that on set and um you know uh so a wild one (laughs) now there's also plenty obviously with every marvel movie there's plenty of easter eggs and references to like spider-man villains that you kind of can be blinking you miss them in this one and there's you drop the line of i am venom and i'm curious when you see easter eggs like that in set or in the script do you ask questions about them the same way we do well no because i improvised that line uh uh, on the set that day and uh you know there there was a lot of that and it's really fun to do um and yeah it just seemed like you know yeah it just kind of came out in the moment and we ended up uh using it and i'm glad that people have fun with it uh and in the way that we did uh yeah nice and my last thing for you the question doesn't seem to be if you will come to face spider-man at one point as morbius I think the question is, which Spider-Man will you come to face? Uh, have you pondered whether it's Tom, Andrew, or Toby that Morbius ever squares Well, I'll up? tell you, I, I'll, I'll take them all, my friend. I'll take oh. them all. I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Uh, but I have to say, there's something about Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Morbius being a new chapter uh, in the universe that, that seems quite fitting. Uh, and I would love to see them uh, get in the ring with one another, these two char- characters. And I think Tom's just, the, you know, done a phenomenal job. And he's, he's a great actor and he just brings a lot of energy and humor uh, to, to, to the role. That's 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 great. Yeah. He's just taking over the world. It's crazy. But yeah. now it's Morbius' turn, dude. I can't wait for everybody to see this movie. Thank you so much for the time, Jared. And congrats. Brother, thank you. I wish I could reach into that glove and just give a little just to end the, the interview here. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go out, dude. Well, thank you, dude. It's great talking to you. See you, brother. Bye. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 11. Jim Scardi is back in his jail cell where he belongs for stealing my comic book photo with Oscar Isaac. <laughs> now, I hope everybody enjoyed hearing from Jim today. Uh, I think it's really fun when you like have somebody whose favorite character approves of what we're getting. But we're back to Morbius. Uh, Jared, thank you to Sony and Jared Leto for that interview. Uh, we have one more clip from the Morbius interviews coming up because we, I want to talk about what universe <laughs> Morbius set in. Here's the thing. Like, I asked Jared, do you think you're going to face Tom, Toby, or Andrew? And it just seems like Tom is might not be the answer, even though he keeps saying Tom in all the interviews. I just right like Sony seems to be building their universe of Spider-Man characters, which is going to have Madam Web. It already has Venom. It's going to have Craven the Hunter, and that's not in the MCU, like the main MCU. I know it's all canon because of the multiverse, but when I say MCU, <laughs> like that means like the main whatever the six one six of whatever Earth the MCU number is. So I'm so confused. <laughs> you can see it on your face. You're just yeah. like very, very, very fraught about this. There's just every time BD tries to solve one of these mysteries, another three of them come up like the I Hydra. can just see the steam coming out of your ears trying yeah. to figure this out. And the fact that you're feeling that way after you've seen the movie. Like I have not oh, seen the boy. movie. Aaron has not. Like the fact that you are still feeling that way makes me kind of worried and more confused <laughs> going into this because it's like, oh, cool. There must not be a clear answer. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say anything about the movie uh, for uh, like a, basically almost until the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Like they were not, they have get, told us we're holding off on sentiment and reviews and everything for what is today, like another week. So can't say anything about it, but I am still wondering like, where are we? What universe is this? Is it the Venomverse? Is it the Spider-Man? I don't know. Um the, the director said that there there is a Spider-Man in the universe, too, like in an interview two days ago. He's like, there's definitely a Spider-Man. It definitely exists. Like, there there is a thing. He, I think he might have even said the word spider totem, which, of course, everyone's like, oh, like Spider-Verse, spider totems, the, the crossover from the comics. And I'm like, we're so far away from spider totems. Like, I don't know. <laughs> If he was supposed to say that or not, but it was crazy. I, I, I get the, the whole Sony and Marvel Studios differences really kind of is weird to me. Like, I know some people love the Venom movies. I don't. So I think some people are happy we get those. Like, I remember when Fox had X-Men, it was like, well, we wouldn't have got all these movies if it wasn't for Fox. And like, that makes sense. But right now it's just, uh, it's getting confusing. And uh, I'm curious, but I would love to be a fly on the wall to hear what's going on behind the scenes. Like, are they collaborating? Like, does Marvel Studios and Sony actually really play super nice? Are they kind of starting to grow apart? I don't. I really don't know. I'm not trying to start a conversation because I don't really know. I only can speculate, and I don't really like speculating. Sometimes people take it as like I know something, and in this case, I just don't. Um, but there is obviously the common 
conversation, I think we've had it on this show, was that when they delayed the movie to April 1st, that they went and reshot some stuff uh, because they wanted to add somebody or something or something. I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm just saying I asked the director about it. And uh, Daniel Espinosa had quite a bit to say about whether they went back to work this year. So we actually have a clip of it that we're going to premiere here right now. This movie has been through a lot of delays because of 2020 and 2021. And then ultimately we have finally landed on April 1st when, when it looked like maybe a little earlier this year, you're going to get that. Now, some fans, myself included, speculated after Spider-Man No Way Home came out, you guys might've been adding something. Did that time give you an opportunity to add anything to the film that you can uh, share anything? Did you guys go back to work? Yeah, no, no, but I mean, yes and no, you know, because the, the idea of the kind of parallel universes was really introduced not into the kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it was introduced within the within cinema, if you'd call it, in Spider-Verse, which was released by Sony and, uh, you know, produced by Abe Arada, who also produced Morbius. So the concept of, you know, of... Uh, of starting to work with you know parallel kind of verses was something that existed prior to 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 the to, to the Spider-Man movie, and uh, it's also been something that has existed in for years in comic books. You know, us who read comic books, we knew about it. You know, for like fifteen or twenty years. You know, as soon as the kind of clone area died with Spider-Man, you know, the verses kind of kind of took a hold. And so so, but when Spider-Man came, there were so certain kind of visual elements of how those kind of uh, transitions looked like that, that were informative. Everybody watching the live stream did not hear a word that manager said because Aaron was so funny doing that. Aaron with the, um, I'm, I'm, looking. The, I'm looking. Yeah, the Megamind meme. Thank you so much, Aaron. That was, that was delightful. <laughs> Listen, the bottom line here is that it seems like they did in fact go back to work after mm -hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home hit theaters. I don't know what they did. Genuinely, I don't know what they did. <laughs> like, I, I'm not even playing dumb or keeping secrets. I don't know what they went back and did. Uh, I am hoping we can get Daniel Espinosa on the podcast. I think we might be recording something with him next week. It's not locked in yet, but I'm hoping we can, because I think that there's a lot of uh, fun information to get out of that. Like, what? I'm just curious, like, I mean, obviously there's going to be story points of Morbius I want to talk to him about, but I'm really curious if he will be kind of candid with us and talk about, you know, working within the studio's preferences of making a universe and what he wanted to do, how it changed over the course of the years. If Spider-Man, what Spider-Man No Way Home impacted about Morbius and its placement in whatever universe it's in. So, um, yeah, but nobody, nobody in the comment section here has a, <laughs> any idea what he said because we were all laughing at <laughs> Basically, he basically said, you know, we, we went to make sure some visual things matched with No Way Home and we did change a couple things. So it seems that maybe they just didn't see No Way Home until it hit theaters. I don't know. They're all in the same studio though. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's us just putting our tin foil hats on uh, that Daniel Espinosa interview. I believe we're going to have a phase zero YouTube channel coming up real soon. Uh, just its own dedicated channel. I'm happy to announce that I've been teasing it for the past couple weeks because I didn't know if it was going to be official. Right now, we're just working out the final details on how to get the channel off the ground. So we're going to be uh, focusing on the live streams over there and getting uh, all our interviews in one place. That's all Marvel all the time. Uh, all MCU stuff and because we get a lot of great content. I want you all to be able to find it really easily. And so uh, in addition to finding it easily on podcast platforms, which you should be leaving five-star reviews on, thank you very much, uh, we will have a YouTube channel where you can leave thumbs up for everything we do and tell us you love us. Um, but that's enough Moon Knight. That's enough Morbius. 
Let's talk about some MCU news. We still got two more things to cover today. Okay, so we got Nick Fury talking about being in three projects, possibly. Uh, Sam Jackson talking to the happy, sad, confused pod. Look at Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very intrigued, like all of you should be. Uh, He said, when I was in London just now, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the Marvels was happening, and we were getting ready to do Secret Invasion. So it was like three Marvel movies on one lot. It was kind of a lot to be running around from place to place. So we did not know or we did not hear about him being anywhere around Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I, I guess everybody assumed he would be in the Marvels because of how much he was in Captain Marvel and how much he like you know has that relationship with Carol. Um, and then, of course, Secret Invasion. That's this uh, Samuel Jackson showcase piece uh, <laughs> from what we understand because we don't know anything else about the movie. All we got is like three images um, or the series, in fact. So is is it strange that he would pop up in all three of these or at least in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which we also don't know anything about like at all? I mean, maybe he's just sending out scrolls to act on his behalf like he already yeah. has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> Kevin Feige ever said to you that Samuel Jackson's been off world for a year, Brandon. I don't know what you're talking about. We all lose it. <laughs> that would be perfect. Samuel Jackson is one of those actors, I think, who is uh, immune to Kevin Feige's silver bullets. Mm-hmm. He's 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 so Samuel Jackson that it just doesn't apply. He can go yeah. he can go talk, and he knows that that like he'll he's one mother effort away from <laughs> he could just he could say whatever he wants he almost got an effort into the mcu but then he got he got snapped so mm-hmm. i think sam jackson has uh, such a career that nobody's stopping him mm-hmm. but yeah i think it's cool that he's going to show up in a lot of things i love i love it when it's all connected and we see actors show up <laughs> i make i'm real the one i'm most curious about is ant-man and the wasp though yeah, I'm curious, like, narratively how that's going to factor in, because, like you said, we know nothing about this movie, so it's like, there, I could think of, like, half a dozen different ways that Nick Fury could factor into this movie with, like, Kang and Young Avengers and Avengers just in general, so the idea of him being in there at all is, like, cool, I just have no idea what that would actually be, or, like, how extensive it would be as a cameo. Right. It, it, it could be a young Nick Fury. Oh. Mm. oh Maybe they're time-traveling. True. true. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because, yeah, we, we know so little about it. There's, like, one little set video that we've seen, and, like, that's it. That's the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Emma, uh, Jacqueline po- pointed out Kevin Feige's worst nightmare is just him and Patrick Stewart on a press tour together. They're just going to say what they want to say. And so Alfred Molina. Oh, and there. Alfred Molina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The three of them yeah. could not care about the NDAs. Mm-mm. I love how we just know who the spoiler people are. Yeah. And it, co- it, tr- it comes in waves. Like, it's not Tom or Mark Ruffalo anymore. They got, I don't know, one of their family members was taken. <laughs> they said, we know where they live. <laughs> but that was, that's not true. Their family members were taken. I'm just making jokes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so a lot of Nick Fury in the near future. It, Quantumania, like, wrapped, right? I, yes. I don't know. Well, I, I think they reshoot. Maybe they're doing reshoots or something. Yeah, but yeah, it, I think so. It's okay. way further in the can than some of the stuff that's coming out this year, at least yeah. from what we've reported and what we've seen. Which is I think that one just means the huh? time. I think that was going to be a visual effects like mm. monster. Yeah, the, the quantum realm. You know, yeah. you know. But uh, all right, we got one more bit here. We've talked about before the end of the show. If you guys have questions, drop them in now. I'll start writing them down while Jenna runs through this last bit. 
Yeah, so going back to the Sony universe and the movies that are being put out and how they could factor into the MCU or not, um, we got another Madam Web-related casting last week. Um, Sydney Sweeney, who is from Euphoria and the White Lotus, has been cast in a mystery role. Um, nobody knows who she's playing. I wrote a whole article that was running down the possibilities. I know one of the most popular theories initially was that she's Black Cat, and then that has kind of morphed into, like, what if she's Gwen Stacy or Spider-Gwen? I, I like entertain both of those possibilities. I also think she could be um, Charlotte Witter, who is the granddaughter of the original Madam Web. So if you were trying to craft just like a very standard self-contained Madam Web movie, she could kind of be a villain that would make sense. She can like siphon spider powers from people. So that could be something that could play in really well. But we know so little of this movie that anytime people are like, she's Batcatch, Silver Stable, she's Jackpot because she dyed her hair red lately. It's like, you know what? I honestly could see that. Like anything feels possible. But I, if I had to bet money, I would probably bet on Charlotte. But who knows at this point? What do y'all think? I would love to see Spider-Gwen. Yeah. We haven't seen Spider-Gwen in live action. We've seen Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. But... I've seen Spider-Gwen. I mean, yeah. she's had such a big couple of years that mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like you would bring her in for something like, you know, like I, I, something without any name recognition, at mm-hmm. least is where I is coming I from. But it's Sony. Yeah. yeah I, you just don't know. I exactly. mean, they could have been, they could have been like, man, that girl can barf. Let's bring her in. <laughs> like, you don't you have any idea. <laughs> Euphoria fans in the, in the comments, none of them, none of them. <laughs> I mean, See, Michelle I, Williams had like five minutes in Venom. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson <laughs> was kind of only in the one movie and then was kind of wasted. So I, I would not put it past them to just have her be like Charlotte and she is just a villain for one movie and then she moves on. I personally selfishly would want that because I actually want her to play Power Girl in the DC side. And if she's playing Spider-Gwen or some bigger character, then she's going to kind of be locked down for the next couple of years. You'd be a bad so, Power Girl. Yeah, she would be. She would be really. She cool. looks That's, like Power Girl. That is my like big fan cast for her. Like, if I had to pick, it would definitely be her. But honestly, we're winning having her in a superhero thing to begin with. So, if, if she's playing somebody just in one movie, or if she's playing somebody who is more significant, I'm I'm excited either way. Here for it. All right, y'all. Well, that's our show. That is our Wednesday, March 23rd show. Next week, we'll be talking all about Moon Knight with full spoilers because you will have seen it. All of you will see the first episode. Uh, and we will have to stop keeping secrets and we can finally just talk about Moon Knight episode one. Uh, I did ask the Moon Knight producer where the Thor Love and Thunder trailer is. And he said, ask Kevin. Wow. So, I don't know. I I said you got, well, actually, uh, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know. But, uh, all right. Well, that is our show today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Phase Zero, live from this Los Angeles setting for myself and Jim Viscardi, who is now back over here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, People were in the chat and were like, I can see an elbow or a knee. Yeah, I'm that's, Brandon, I'm so confused. And it was like, yep, that's Jim. <laughs> Jenna, any, uh, any parting words for today's show? Um, follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sJennaLynn and go read some comics. There's some good comics out this week. So. I love that. I love that you shout out the comic shops every week. Aaron. What's up, guys? I'm at, at Summit Lake Hornet. Uh, another great show. And now me and BD have to figure out how to interview Harry Styles because he has a freaking album coming out. Was it <laughs> May 20th? We need to get find the way to go talk to him about a turtles, Brandon. Get Listen, I'm sure Harry watches this show every week. Harry, dude, you, you just tell us. Just come on the show. Come on, me and Olivia Wilde just like curl up on the couch and just put on our show. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and the, the the last thing I wanted to also uh, fill in a couple of people in the comments were asking when we have the phase of our YouTube channel, are we not going to be on Twitch anymore? We'll still be on Twitch. I'm just going to focus on building the YouTube channel because I think it's going to be a really cool way to have all of our stuff in one place. I'm also going to be starting to ask Jenna and Jamie and Aaron to start doing their own little videos whenever they uh, like our theory videos. If you guys ever are interested in doing that, I think you'll get to hear from us more than just once a week. I think it's a good <laughs> for us to do our own theories and breakouts, whatever we have time for uh, within the regular confines of our job, which already consumes our lives. So, uh, but I, I just want to get off uh, having more opportunities to do lots of stuff in one place. And look at that. We already got theory vid support in the comments. So uh, we'll have some fun with it. And uh, it's, a, it's a brave new world. We're about to enter on the phase zero YouTube channel. I look forward to getting all your support, but we still be, will be here on Twitch. You want to talk more, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Brandon Davis BD. Uh, shout out to Peter, who was running the show behind the scenes. Not Richard today. It is Peter, and he did a great job. He's also the mastermind madman behind all the new images you've all been complimenting on social media. So great job, Peter. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody. See you next week.